Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. This episode is brought to you by Ballsy, the makers of Ball Wash. Check out their website at ballwash.com and use the promo code PGSports for 15% off. Keep the funk off your junk. Ball Wash. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of Average to Savage. Got a special guest with me today, Kansas City Royals pitcher, Tim Hill. Tim, how's it going? Good. How are you, Paul? Good, good, good. I'm glad I finally got you on the show. Been trying all season, and we finally done it after the season. <laughs> finally. <laughs> For sure. And uh, could you uh, tell the listeners just like a brief summary about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm 28 years old. Uh, I was I was drafted in 2014 by the Kansas City Royals. Uh, I happen to be the oldest player in that draft at 24 years old. So, you know, like coming up through college – Mm-hmm. At my senior year, I was talking to a bunch of scouts, but a lot of them kept saying, or like a lot, like the word on the street, or like what I kept hearing from these people was like, uh, this, you're kind of too old, like you kind of you probably missed your window type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're usually looking to draft younger players. So anyways, like lo and behold, the, the Royals took a chance on me in 2014. Uh, they picked me up in the 32nd round, so, you know, I was a later pick. So that moving forward, I, I played my first half season. And then in 2015, I went to my first spring training. I was feeling a little bit off, you know, just not feeling well. But I kind of attributed it to, like, my first time being in spring training. Wasn't really used to it. We're waking up early. There's long days. So I was just, you know, like, this is tough. I'm tired. It is what it is. Uh, Well, through, like, routine blood work, the Royals ended up finding out that my hemoglobin, which is my red blood cell count, was about half of what it should have been. So immediately they knew there was something wrong, so they started doing more tests. Uh, because of like my family history, my dad had colon cancer when I was 17. He ended up passing away from it as well. So they gave me a colonoscopy, and sure enough, they found a tumor. So all of 2015, I was dealing with that. It was, you know, I had surgery. They took out, they removed half my colon with the tumor, and then proceeded with eight months of chemotherapy. All of 2015, and then I only had about two and a half months of rehab, like recovery or whatever you want to call it, yeah. to 2016. And then I played my first full season in 2016. And then my first full season, my second full, full season was in 2017. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's circle back. After high school, you ended up at a junior college, correct? Correct. So how, how'd, that, how'd that come about? Like, did, did you have, like, D1 offers coming out of high school? Um, you know, I only played one year of high school baseball. Oh, okay. It's like, dealing with the whole, I played my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like my sophomore, sophomore, junior, senior year, I was dealing with my dad, and he was being sick, yeah. and it was just kind of a close time for me, so I wasn't, I wasn't really playing ball at that time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's been a long journey for me, uh, to the big leagues, to say the least, I would say, because when I was 19 years old, I wasn't even... In college, I went to, I started school at 19. That's why I was so old as well. Gotcha, yeah. 
All right, so how did um, you become a submarine pitcher? Uh, I've actually always thrown like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like the, the main question that everyone's asked me this year. is like, hey, when did you start throwing down there? And it's like, you know, I've always kind of thrown like that. I remember in Little League, um, I had this coach who was like, hey, he was talking to my dad. He was like, hey, listen, if he throws overhand, he could throw, probably throw a lot harder. So my dad was like, all right, well, let's give it a shot. So they were messing with me, trying to get me to throw overhand. Well, I kept throwing sidearm, like, it's just natural. Yeah. Um, so they stood me next to, like, a towel type of thing, hung it on a clothesline, and they were like, all right, don't hit the towel. So I throw, and I hit the towel every time. I was getting frustrated. My dad finally was just like, hey, like, listen, he just wants to throw like that. We're just going to let him throw however he wants. So told yeah. him to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. So back to so how did you get back into baseball and ended up at a JUCO? Okay, so here's a crazy story. Um, actually, you know, like when I was, I guess, eighteen years old, I got into some trouble. Yeah, you know, I was just kind of dealing with a lot with my dad and everything, and oh, okay. I ended up making a bad decision, getting arrested, and yeah, basically, I got arrested. Um, I moved down to San Diego to be with my sister. It was just funny because that arrest ended up making me get into baseball again in mm-hmm. a way because my sister when I moved down she said go to school or get a job and I was like okay fine so I got a job at Ross and I go to get hired on the first day and so I, I got hired I go to I go to like clock in on the first day and I guess they had gotten my background check on that day and yeah. they fired me before I even started <laughs> got so I was like all bummed I'm like wow I felt like a loser like can't even get a job at Ross like how brutal what is so Ross, like a convenience like, store? So I, but at, the, at the time, I had been playing, like, with one of my sister's co-workers in, like, an adult league baseball league. Okay. It's just, like, a bunch of old men, like, screwing around <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played against this dude, Terrence, one, oh, one game, and he played at Palomar, which was the Juco that I ended up going to. After the game, he was talking to me. He was like, man, like, that was really good. He was like, where do you play at? And I was like, well, what do you mean I play here? <laughs> and he just started... He just started laughing, and he was like, do you, have you played college ball at all? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he was like, he was like, please come with me on Sunday to Palomar, meet the coach, we'll talk, whatever. So I ended up going over there, meeting the coach, I threw for him, and he was like, immediately got me signed up for classes, and I started playing there. Oh, that's awesome. So from there, what did you say, you were there for one year or two years? I was there for, I was actually there for one year. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I ended up not doing so well in the classroom, but like I said, after my freshman year there, I got a bunch of Division One scholarship offers that I was, you know, I couldn't go to because my grades weren't good enough. Gotcha, yeah. So. Where, where were the offers to? I had offers to um, University of San Diego, and NC State, um, Cal State Fullerton. Gotcha. A couple others, those are like the bigger ones. There were some smaller yeah. Division One schools as well. So, like, did you always know you were like, really good I, I always knew I was good I mean, better than like average up, like I always I always like did well yeah I don't know if I ever like people would always tell me like you're good enough to get drafted you're good enough to get drafted but I didn't know like if they were just blowing smoke or yeah, yeah, if yeah. they actually meant it gotcha so so how do you how do you end up at the NAIA school uh, Bacon College Okay, so I ended up not being eligible my, for my sophomore year. Okay. After I, d- I did really well at Palomar my freshman year, in like on the field, but in the classroom I did horrible. Yeah. Um, 
which put me in a really bad position. So I wasn't eligible my sophomore year. I ended up going to a school in LA, um, LA Mission College, and I was trying to play. Try, I was trying to play there. I, I I had gotten like a 3.8 GPA both semesters, like got turned my grades around, like was really like trying in the classroom. Yeah. And yeah, like really figured some stuff out. And two weeks before season, they told me that I wasn't eligible. So it was kind of a heartbreaker, but you know, like I built a really good relationship with that coach and he like, like he was really happy with like how hard I had worked and he like wanted to help me basically. So I had, I got a, I had, as soon as I found out I wasn't eligible, I, I went and got a job uh, at this moving company. I was working. I worked there for about three months. And I think it was about a month and a half in. Coach Cassioni called me. It was the coach from LA Mission. He called me up and he was like, "Hey man, uh, do you want to keep playing?" And I was like, "Sure, but where?" He's like, "It might be somewhere weird, like Kansas." Or, <laughs> he's like, "It might be like Kansas or like Oklahoma." So you went there and you were you were a starter there, right? Yes, I was a starter there. And you went uh you went all American, right? Yes. My senior year I did. So then uh what was happening? Were like scouts coming to your game and stuff? Yeah, see the funny thing is I pitched really well my junior year, but there was no one to see it. Like no scouts there, no nothing. Yeah. Which was you know, pretty typical for Bacon College. Like there's no yeah. scouts coming out on a regular game. And then I went and played in a collegiate summer league at East, it was the Coastal Plain League, okay. which was pretty competitive. There was like a good amount of scouts at all those games. And I think that's probably where I got like noticed was yeah. there. And then, because when I came back from my senior year, there was plenty of scouts at all the games. Yeah, just for you. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah. So, so what was that like? Was it was the pressure on for you, or you were just pitching like every other day? I mean, like I told you before, like, I talked to probably, you know, at least 15 different scouts from 15 different teams, but, like, after I would talk to them, always it was always, like, the same feeling. Like, they would always ask me, like, oh, like, how old are you? And I'd tell them I was 24, and they were like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like, why, why, why are you so old? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, I don't know, I had to have to explain to them, like, you know, I started college late, and yada, yada, yada. So... I didn't really, I was just like, you know, it was like, whatever. I was just doing my thing, and I just kind of thought, like, oh, these guys aren't going to take a chance on me. But yeah. they did, so. Yeah, so. Which is funny, which, which is also funny, because I thought the Rockies would have drafted me, just yeah. from, like, they seemed more interested, but. So, yeah, so, you, so like, when did, like, so senior year ends, and then, then what happens? Like, all these scouts are, you already knew about the scouts? Did you, like, sign with the agent? Like, how, were you just, like, no, going so, in there? Different scouts, or like exchange different phone calls with different scouts. Yeah. But 
I was just awaiting the draft, which was, you know, pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, for sure. But, and then I wasn't drafted until the third day because I was the 32nd round. Yeah. So I had to watch the first two days, and then on the third day, I finally got picked, which was, it was pretty special. It was cool. Even, even like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, so, I mean, being drafted in the 32nd round, did you, why, did you think you were getting drafted earlier? Oh, no, not at all. I, oh. I knew I would be, like, later round, if at all, just because gotcha. most of them didn't want to take a chance on yeah, someone my age. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Were you the first one to get drafted out of uh, Beacon College? I want to say yes, but I, I yeah. can't be I can't be certain on that. Yeah. I was actually trying to look up the stat, how many players from the – uh, NAIA made the major leagues, but I couldn't find it because I think it's pretty rare. It, it, it can't be very high. I know yeah. that the NAIA gets snuffed in the draft a little bit just because I, I know there's a lot of good players, yeah. but I think they get discounted because they're playing at that level. Yeah. It, it is, it's not as good as the division one. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Back to you got drafted by the Royals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, what, what were your thoughts like when you got drafted by them? Honestly, when I first got drafted, you're just kind of like really excited. You don't really know what to think. Um, then they sent you to Arizona, and you know you're used to being like the best on your team. Like I've always been the best on my team, whatever, whatever. Um, you get to Arizona, it's like everybody is really good. Everybody throws hard. Like everybody's there for a reason. So it's just kind of eye-opening. You see how much talent there actually is out there. Yeah, for sure. Which is kind of cool. In the beginning, it can be a little discouraging. Yeah. When you realize, like, like okay, like maybe I'm not so special. Like, there's <laughs> a bunch of dudes out here that can do the same, like, you know, the same thing as close to it. Yeah. So, I guess in the beginning, like, it's a little discouraging, but then you just realize, like, as you go along, you just have to separate yourself and try to find a way to stand out. Yeah, for sure. And your, your first season, you did uh, really well. You had a 1.64 ERA. And then, like yeah. you were telling me before, in the fall of 2015, you are feeling weird. You got diagnosed with the colon cancer. I read that you lost 70 pounds. Correct. And then how did you how did you come back from all that? Well, it's kind of crazy. Like, I think it was around um, November of 15 was when I finished my last treatment. Yeah. And it was about, it took me about a month, maybe six weeks before, like, the, the chemo drugs all got out of my system. So I wasn't eating well. I wasn't, like, sleeping well still. I still felt really bad. And then it was just weird. Like, sometime around January of 16, just, like, a switch went off. And all of a sudden, I could eat. All of a sudden, I could sleep. And I think that really, like, it really helped me out. I mean, I was eating, like, four to six meals a day. And That's crazy. Like my body just responded to it really well. I ended up gaining like 70 pounds back in two and a half months. By the time spring training was over, I was back at my my normal weight. That's wild. Like what? It, like like what did that feel like? Your body? Like that's that's crazy. I, honestly, like the coming up, like the the gaining the weight back was so easy. It seemed like just yeah. because yeah, I was I felt good. I was lifting. Like I just. That was easy because I, I felt good. Yeah. The hard part was lo- the hard part was losing it. Like in, initial, the initial losing it was the hard part, but gaining it back was sure. super easy for whatever reason. You would think that it would be hard to gain all that weight back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a, it was just a matter of my body like finally, except like it was finally functioning the way it was supposed to be functioning. For sure, for sure. And then you, uh, so your first year back, you spent the most of the season in Double A. 
And then technically, you basically only spent three seasons in the minors, and you made it to the majors this season, which is pretty fast. Even though I know people are saying like you're a 28 year old rookie, but like you only really spent three seasons. Right. Yeah. No. No. I am lucky. I did get through the minor leagues pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. Because like technically, if you were like a 21 or 22 year old, so you'd actually be like 25 or 26 right now if you were on the whatever quote unquote regular track. which is the average. I think yeah. the average person like, breaks into the league around 26. Yeah, for sure. So so now it's 2018, present day, and you're in spring training. You get you pitch in seven games, seven innings, two runs earned. And, like, so what What was all that like? And, like, like what was, the, was there a point where you were, like, you knew you were going to make the team or no? Uh, no, honestly, that, that whole year was so, like, or that whole spring was so stressful for me. I mean – in the beginning, it was just like, okay, this is awesome. This is my first big league camp, so I was just excited to be like with the big league team and trying to like prove myself. Yeah. And I, you know, when I started pitching well, like I, I pitched well all spring. I still knew. Like a lot of times, you can't take like there's there's no guarantees in baseball, so yeah. like you don't even try to like. I was just like, you know what? I put myself in a good position, and that's all you can really like hope for. Yeah. Because, I mean, regardless, my situation was going to improve from the year before. Yeah. And at the end of 2017, they, they put me on the 40-man roster. Okay. So regardless of whether I went to AAA or the big leagues, like, I was still going to be on the 40-man roster, which, you know, I was just trying to be positive and just trying to see, like, all right, no matter what, my situation has improved this year. So yeah, for sure. with that, you know, you just keep your head down and work hard and, you know, usually good things will happen when you do that. Yeah, so how how did you find out you made the 25-man roster? So, yeah, that was, that was pretty incredible. Um, it was my last my last outing of spring. It was wrapping up. We probably had three days left of camp. And everybody's kind of antsy. They don't know, like, they haven't really released the rosters yet. But, yeah. like, you know, people, you, at this point, you got a pretty good idea. So at this point, I know it's like, it's either me or somebody else. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know? So I know I'm close. I finished my last outing, and I, I went one, two, three. It was, you know, great outing. Came off, and Ned was at the bottom of the stairs. He shakes my hand. like, hey, great job. I need to see you in my office, you know, before you leave. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, usually that's the protocol for, all right, he's going to option me down to AAA. Like, it was a good run. That was fun. Like, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, So I go into the office. And he, but he said it's so, like, serious, too. So I was like, there's no way it's anything but that. Yeah. So I go up and I'm like, I think my mom was there. I'm like, hey mom, I think I'm about to get optioned down. And she was like, ah, you don't know that. I'm like, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll give you a call after. She's like, okay. So I went, talked to Ned. I come in. He's like, the door was open when I walked in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, Timmy, take a seat. And I took a seat. And he's like, how do you think you, you pitched this spring? And I was like, yeah, I think I pitched pretty good. And he was like, just pretty good. And I was like, yeah, I have better. And he was like, just pretty good, huh? And he goes, all right, well, if it was just pretty good, he goes, you know, we'll just go ahead and send you to AAA. <laughs> and I, I kind of like, I laughed, but I was like, that's that's not how you send someone down. That's, that ain't it. Like, come on, that can't be it. <laughs> so he starts explaining to me about, you know, all right, when we go to Omaha, we're going to go to Omaha, and then we're going to play the AAA team, and blah, blah, blah. And he kept saying, like, we, like, as if I was, like, a part of that. So I was like, okay. And then he turns, and there was Moose, Mike Moustakis standing on the other side of the door. 
And he goes, hey, Moose, come here. Like, I need to ask you something. And he looks at him. He's like, well, you think this guy, you think this kid's a big leaguer or whatever? And I was just like, Moose is like, no, I don't think he's a big leaguer. Like, I know he's a big leaguer. <laughs> so I was yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, you know, like, I was smiling or whatever. And he was like, congrats, kid. You made the squad. Yeah, it's dope. So. Wasn't that, I think that was on Twitter or something. Or an article about it, maybe. Maybe not a video. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. I don't have Twitter, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta get on Twitter. <laughs> I died, yeah, I got to. What was, what was the first game like, you getting into the, your first Major League game? Uh, that was uh, undescribable. That was crazy. So I'm, I'm in the bullpen. It's like freezing. It's like 29, 30 degrees out. Yeah. I'm jumping. I'm like jumping up and down the whole game, <laughs> trying to keep warm. And at this point, my calves are like probably like about to explode. Yeah. <laughs> the phone finally. The phone rings, and sure enough, it's for me. I get up there, and I'm like, my I can't even feel my face. It's so cold, <laughs> and I'm just like, whatever. I go out there, and it's just kind of a blur. Warming up was a blur. Running out was kind of a blur. I remember getting the. The first strike over the plate, and I'm like, okay, we're good. And then he calls fastball in, and I get like all pumped up, like I'm just gonna throw this ball as hard as I can. And I end up hitting my first that that next pitch. I hit the batter, so I I ended up hitting my first batter in the face. Yeah. Which at that point I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, my heart's yeah. beating out of my chest. I'm like, this isn't the way you want to start it. Yeah, for sure. So then I got the next guy. I got the next guy out quickly, and then they pulled me. So then my day was over. I faced, you know, I got one out. There you go. Before I even knew it, it was over. I was like sitting in the dugout, and I was like, "Wow, that was crazy." Yeah. Did you have <laughs> any? Everybody's like, "There you go." And like everybody just comes up, and you know, like, "Good job, bro." Blah, blah, blah. It, was just, it was fun. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Did, did you get to keep that, the ball? Kinda, you know, it, it's always it's always crazy. You know, there's always like the the atmosphere is always like very like intoxicating. I guess you could say. Yeah. But nothing compares to. The first time you go out there and do it, I mean, that's yeah, the most sure. adrenaline you'll probably ever feel. For sure, for sure. Did you get to keep the ball? I did get to keep the ball. I got to keep a couple of the balls. I got to yeah. keep my first ball, my first pitch, which, and then, like, the, the second pitch, which I hit the guy with. I got to keep that one, too. <laughs> oh, man. So, what about, they're did you have all, any other moments? Nice case. What was that? I said they're all in a nice little case. Oh, nice, nice. So, what, <laughs> did you have any other moments where you're like, oh, my God, I'm facing... Whoever, X. Oh, yeah. I, I faced, so I faced Mike Trout with the bases loaded. Yeah. He ended up hitting the ground ball that I was supposed to field, and I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> which which resulted in shielding practice for me, like, every other day for the rest of the year. There you go. <laughs> but PFP. I got pretty good at it. At, towards the end of the year, I started making some pretty nice catches, so I guess it all worked out. Yeah, there you go. For sure. You're going for the Golden Globe next year. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, need more more attempts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So overall, what was your experience, your rookie year with the Kansas City Royals? I would say it was it was it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, it was a great learning experience. You know, I feel like even personally, but also as a team, like you know, we got obviously we didn't have the greatest year, but yeah. toward I would say like towards the end, like we really started to work together, and a lot of us were getting a lot better, and we made some huge steps towards becoming a good team and like I think we will be a good team next year and moving forward yeah for sure and what what was it like throwing to your all-star catcher Salvador Perez awesome I mean nobody runs on you that's for sure <laughs> he's just you know obviously someone like that being able to throw someone like that that has that, that kind of knowledge you know he's, 
he's won a World he's taken his team to the World Series and won. Yeah. He's taken his team to the World Series and lost. Like, you know, so he's got he's got quite a bit of experience that is very beneficial for like, you know, especially a rookie pitching. Yeah, for sure. That you could learn from and then just the fact that no one ever runs on you is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the best arm in the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how about how about this one? Can you give us a little insight on what like the 162 game traveling schedule is like? Uh, <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of quick turnarounds. A lot of you know like the whole day game or night game day game combination, especially when it's night game in one city, day game in the next, or whatever. They would like to be really tough, or even if it's just a night game, night game, but if the travel's far and you have like a time change, it can get really tough coming yeah, from. West Coast to East Coast, um, just like things like that can be a little bit challenging. But I would say it's not it's not any worse than minor league travel. Yeah, I would say true. it's better it's better than minor league travel. There might be you go to more cities. That's the only difference. So yeah. you know the travel the travel is better, but the travel is also more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you're not on you're not on like the buses like in the minors, right? <laughs> Right, you know, you know, you're not on a 12-hour, 13-hour <laughs> bus ride, which you know that's not that's no fun. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you ready, you ready for some fun questions? Sure, what do you got? So how did how did you end up wearing uh, 54? Did they just give it to you, or you get to pick? Uh, so I, I, they gave me 51 in the beginning of spring, okay. and I was super I was super pumped about it. I was fired up because it was Randy Johnson's old number. Okay. And you know what, Lefty doesn't like Randy Johnson, yeah. so. I was pretty excited to have 51. Well, uh, Blaine Boyer, he was our, he was a vet. You know, he's a veteran on the team at the beginning of the year. That was like his number, so he like, you know, he was respectful about it. He was like, hey man, you mind if I take that number? And I was certainly not in any position to tell him no. So, yeah. so I got 54 instead. Gotcha. They just, so they just gave it to you. Yeah, that was just, yeah. <laughs> but I'll probably ride with it now because now yeah. I kinda, I've grown to it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Now it's like sentimental because they just gave it to you, you know? It's just like one of those it, things. Exactly. What about, what's what's uh, one of the favorite favorite places that you traveled this this season? Or cities? Oh, my favorite places? I would say, I can't say one favorite place, but I would yeah. say my three favorite cities, or four favorite cities would probably be Toronto, yeah. New York, Chicago, and San Francisco. Dope. Ooh, I, might have, I might have to throw Seattle in there too because Seattle is pretty nice. Okay, all right. What about any uh, favorite ballparks? Favorite ballparks? Uh, by far, it would have to be Fenway. Yeah. Just simply for the atmosphere. Um, I mean, we, we I think we, we played like a three-game weekday series thing, and they sold it out every single night, which is incredible. Yeah. And what about, what was your first big purchase when you made the major leagues? What was my first big purchase? Yeah. I don't know if I've made, I don't know if I've made one yet. I guess I've updated my wardrobe, but... I, I, haven't really made, I haven't really made any big purchases. I have I've, I've passed on the car. I still got my car from last year. No, I haven't done anything. All right. Any any are you any any plans to do anything like a house or something? A new car? I, yeah, I would like to get a house eventually. But yeah. I don't want really, really to rush into it. I kind of want to figure out what area I want to live in first before I do anything crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about what's what's on your music playlist right now? Like, all right, I'll listen to it. Come on. There you go. What about 
Your top top five favorite relievers or pitchers of all time. Let me think about that. Uh, well, Mar- Mariano Rivera for sure. Yeah. Um, Trevor Hoffman for sure. Randy Johnson. I know he's not a reliever, but I gotta yeah. throw him in there just because he's the man. Hmm. Any submarine guys? Not really. I I've never like grown up and like watched a sub guy and been like I want to throw like him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just because generally they're like different kinds of pitchers. Yeah. I feel like most sub guys are they they tend to like throw a lot of breaking balls where I live off my fastball more. Yeah. So I don't know. No, I've never been like a huge fan of the sub the sub pitchers. <laughs> That's funny. I guess I have to throw like a couple more starters in there, just like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Like I grew up watching him, so you know. He's always been one of my favorites to watch. Yeah, definitely one of the uh, best. Like Zach Greinke. Yeah. Former Royal. Yeah. <laughs> and what about, what are your uh, goals for 2019 season? 2019 season. Win the World Series. Hey, there you go. Team player. <laughs> yep. And uh, where can people find you on social media? I know I know you're not big on social media, but you're getting there. No, no, I'm not, I'm not too big on social media, but, you know, I have... I have Instagram. I think mean, my, my handle is what Tim H eight one eight. Yeah, maybe. There you go. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and it was great to finally talk to you. And you were the first MLB player on the show. Absolutely, it was a pleasure, Paul. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. This episode is brought to you by Ballsy, the makers of Ball Wash. Check out their site for high quality below the belt products at ballwash.com. Don't forget to use the promo code PG Sports for fifteen percent off. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 